Welcome to Behold, a podcast for women longing to live a life worthy of the call they've received. I'm Christy Horsch, and this is episode 56. Hello, and welcome to episode 56 of the podcast. I am so glad that you are here today. A couple of quick little notes for you. Anything that we talk about today will, of course, will be in the show notes. If you have not already, please sign up for our email list or join our Facebook group because later this week, if you're listening to this in real time, there will be a new summer survival work little mini workshop and workbook out for you to help you make this a wonderful summer for you and for your family. So I'd really hope that you are able to check that out. I think it's something that you'll really enjoy. As always, if you are enjoying this podcast, please do share it with a friend and rate and review because by rating and reviewing, that is how we get the word out to more people. Okay, so today we are going to talk about that when we learn our thought work, when we learn to become more aware of our thoughts, one of the things that I personally became aware of, and I think that many of you probably have too, is that we often operate out of a place of scarcity, a fear that there isn't enough or that there won't be enough. That's what we're going to talk about today, but let's start with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come Holy Spirit, come and fill our hearts and our minds. Come and shine your flashlight on the places where we are operating from scarcity and from fear. The places where we're worried that we don't have enough or that we aren't enough. Please fill us up so that we realize that you are all we need. That we always have exactly what we need because you are such a good and loving father. And you've put us exactly where we're supposed to be. You always provide for us. You always care for us. Keep this at the front of our thoughts so that we can trust in you and the plan that you have for our lives. We ask this in Jesus' name. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay. So as we were saying, scarcity. This fear that there isn't enough, or that there won't be enough either of something or of ourselves, like that we can't be enough. And it's completely understandable that this is kind of our default mode. A long time ago, as humans, we had to forage and hunt and take care of ourselves and our families in a very hands-on, day-to-day way. Our brain used that fear of scarcity to motivate us to do more when we could. Furthermore, our culture tells us that everything is scarce. But often the opposite is true. We are bombarded with messages that we don't have enough stuff. We aren't doing enough. We aren't measuring up. And then we're on social media, which is constantly holding up a highlight reel of everyone else's life in a way that makes us think we aren't meeting the mark. We live in an age where we are always connected. So our work, our family, our friends, the world all has a constant access to us making our time and energy feel very scarce. With all this in mind, of course we're operating from a place of scarcity. 
Scarcity is an emotion where we feel lacking and often is coupled with the emotion of fear. When something is lacking, our brain is afraid of what that means. It feels dangerous that we don't have enough food or clothing or a big enough house, not enough friends, not enough time to exercise or for hobbies or activities or rest or energy or even time itself. Then we look at our lives and think we have no idea how to get more. And we start to spin in that I don't know confusion. I don't know how to get more money. I don't know how to exercise more often. I don't know how to have time to work and take care of the kids and do have a life and sleep sometime. Whenever we have thoughts that say, I don't know, our brain shuts down. It believes us, believes that we really don't know. And so then we don't problem solve. We don't try to find the answer. This is what I mean when I'm talking about I don't know confusion. When you notice yourself starting to have a thought, I don't know what to do about our lack of money, add to the end of it, but I'm going to figure it out. This little tag will help you to start to bridge to an idea that you're a good problem solver, that you can figure it out. It will let your brain go to work on the problem instead of just sitting in that, I don't know what we're going to do about this. I don't know confusion. The same is true with scarcity. When we have a thought, I don't have enough, our brain believes us. Our brain agrees. And then the fear and panic begins. When we're afraid, we're more likely to go into a fight, flight, or freeze mode. We lose access to the problem-solving part of our brains because we're too busy trying to stay alive. But oftentimes, our scarcity is not life or death. Oftentimes, a little problem solving can get us to where we want to be or looking at it with a clear mind can show us that there was never a problem to begin with. And we actually do have all that we need. The truth is God provides. Take a moment of quiet this week, pull out a blank sheet of paper and just recognize all the ways that God has provided for you over the years mm -hmm. during good times and bad times. List ways where he's given you blessings you didn't even know you needed or wanted. Ways that when you did think you were lacking, he showed you something else, like growing in virtue or building relationships, trusting in him. This list will show you that even if your brain is screaming scarcity, your life is not scarce. If you need to start listing your blessings, if you need to, then start listing your blessings. Anyone who is blessed does not lead a scarce life. Once you can acknowledge that you're not actually in a place of scarcity, you can be more open to problem solving. Let's do a model of this. The model is a tool that we use in life coaching to help manage our thoughts and bring awareness to, to those thoughts so we can choose to move in a different direction. In the model, we identify the circumstance as neutral. Let's use the example that maybe money is tight. Saying money is tight is pretty subjective though, so we just want to state facts. So example, for example, we could say, I make $5,000 a month and I need $5,200 to pay for all of my bills and necessities. This is a fact. It's black and white. This is our circumstance. Okay. Next, the model looks at the thought about that circumstance. The thought will lead to a feeling which will motivate an action or inaction, which then leads to a result. 
When we write down a model, we want it to be listed in that order. Thought, feeling, action, result. Okay, we want it to be listed in that order so we can see how our thoughts flow into our results. But sometimes it's easier for us to jump around as we complete the model. Maybe we know our feeling or we know how we've been acting, but we really aren't sure yet what that thought is that we had originally. That's okay. List what you know and work backwards as you find it. For example, let's say we are having a thought, there isn't enough money. How does that thought make you feel? Try it out right now. When you think in your head, there isn't enough money. You're probably gonna feel anxious, maybe scared. Maybe you'll feel angry. When you feel that fear or those emotions, how do you respond or act? Maybe you spin in that I don't know confusion. Maybe you act from a place of panic. Maybe you try to avoid the situation, you know, bury your head in the sand. Maybe you buffer where you try to not feel those feelings at all and do something else instead. Maybe you snap at the people you love. When you act like this, what does your result become? Your result is that nothing changes. You are still making $5,000 a month that have 5,200 in bills. This thought obviously isn't serving us if nothing is changing. That thought, our original thought of there isn't enough money, it's not doing us any good. So let's look at it. There isn't enough money. Is this true? On the surface, it really does look to be true because we owe more than what's coming in. But is it true to the Lord? The Lord always provides and he'll provide a way now too. So instead, instead of having that thought, there isn't enough money, we can have a thought that God will provide. When we look at our financial situation and we think the thought God will provide and we really believe it, we'll feel calm, peace, maybe some curiosity. And from these feelings, we're much more likely to take an action to sit down, to actually evaluate our budget, to look at it and think what can be cut? What other source of income could we have? How can we make our finances work? From this calm, peace, trust, curiosity, we can start to problem solve and act towards a change. And the result will be that a change does occur. Maybe we figure out another source of income to cover the extra. Maybe we're able to trim things down a little bit. We use, we're using money as an example, but we can do the same with our time, our energy, our desire, our home, our ability, anything that we're feeling scarce about. Because at the end of the day, the lack in an area really isn't a problem. It isn't a problem because God controls our circumstances. He knew we were going to be here and he allowed it. And if he allowed it, he will use it for good. Maybe our perceived lack of time will stop us from doing an activity that would have harmed our souls. Maybe our perceived lack of ability will lead us to learn something new. Maybe the lack of a space in our home will bring us closer as a family. God has promised us a life of abundance. This doesn't mean that we are always going to have everything, but it does mean we are going to be blessed and we will have what we need to help us to heaven. It also means that thoughts about scarcity 
aren't from God. He promised abundance and he always fulfills his promises. So if we are coming from a place of scarcity, God did not plant that thought in our brains. The Holy Spirit lives inside of you. When you invite the Holy Spirit into your circumstance, problem solving becomes easier. An abundant mindset becomes easier. And recognizing that we don't have to come from a place of fear helps to allow the Holy Spirit to move in us in a powerful way. And when we do this, then we're one step closer to living our life worthy of the call we have received. I'm Christy Horsch. Thank you so much for joining me this week. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend and please make sure to check out our free workshop and workbook on surviving the summer. Have a blessed day.